Hello everyone, I hope your day's going well. Looks like we might get some rain this week uh, as I give you our, our weekly weather update here. Uh, last week when I talked to you, it was cool outside. It is not that has not been that way here lately. Uh, so hopefully that's about done. But we do need some rain and hopefully we're going to get it these next few days. It'd be great if tomorrow night while we were having class, um, I had to speak really loud because of the rain sound on the roof. Uh, that would be a wonderful thing. Today we're going to take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. This is what we looked at last Wednesday night, and just wanted to give you a little bit of a time to look through that passage. It's only five verses, uh, a little bit smaller than, than what we have been looking at in terms of, of Scripture content, but there's some stuff there that, that we kind of need to dig into a little bit about uh, that will get some hints of what Paul is talking about from the book of Acts. And as we do this, uh, keeping in mind that this next, tomorrow night as we, we come together, and that'll be September 29th, we are going to look at a little bit bigger chunk of scripture, and this this isn't a real big chunk just because last week I determined that we didn't have enough time on Wednesday night to cover, goodness gracious, almost all of chapter 2, and that's the way it would really fall well uh, in a study, but we just didn't have time to do that. So, it was kind of a shortened class last week, which I don't think anybody complained about. It'll be a little short today as well. Uh, once again, why don't you take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Just press pause, give you a little bit of time to do that, and we'll we'll dive into what's going on in, in, in Paul's words right here, reaching back to his time in Corinth. Okay, hopefully you've had the time to read those five verses. And without diving in too deeply, I just it's pretty clear when you look at this passage and Paul, again, talking about when he came to Corinth and when he was ministering there, that he was not in, uh, I'm not going to say he wasn't in a healthy place. Paul was always content in, in his, his work in the Lord. But he was, seemed like, according to his own words, that he was, he was timid. Um, he was a little afraid about the task in front of him. And you might ask, that doesn't sound like Paul. Why, why was that the case? And in order to, to kind of dig a little, a little deeper into where he's at, you have to go back to the book of Acts. You're basically going from about Acts chapter 16 through chapter 18. And if you look through that, what you will find there is prior to Paul's arrival in Corinth, um, some things had happened that might have shaken him up just a little bit. First of all, he had he had traveled through Asia, been denied by God um, through the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel in Asia as of yet. So he kind of bypassed Asia, went across the sea, came to the region of Macedonia. The main place he went there was Philippi. Now in Philippi, he ended up in jail for a while, but, uh, but it was a great success there. Um, I mean, the church... The church just took off in a great way there, and the Philippian jailer was one of the main people of that congregation. The, the The first one was a businesswoman by the name of Lydia. And if you read through Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, we title it Philippians in our New Testament. Um, you can see that that success is still being seen there. They were they were a great people for the Lord in that town, doing some great things for the kingdom. So he goes from there, and he goes to Thessalonica. Now, Thessalonica, uh, 
it was a tough crowd. Matter of fact, uh, Paul and Silas were sent away in the middle of the night for fear of their lives. The, the new brethren like sent them away. They, they go from Thessalonica to Berea. And the scripture says that the people were no more noble-minded in Berea than they were in Thessalonica. And, and the message was received quite well, the message of the gospel and their success, until the people of Thessalonica hear what's going on down the road in Berea, and they show up, and Paul gets run out of town again. And if you read the letter to the church in Thessalonica, um, we call it Thessalonica, we call it Thessalonians, um, you will see that those both of those two places that that Paul he had a hard time. It bothered him how quickly he had to leave um, this town, and um, as a result of that, you can see it written all over the pages of First and Second Thessalonians. And he's trying to strengthen or even grow the knowledge of the people in Thessalonica because he just did not have the time to stay there and teach them the way that he would have liked. So. He goes, he gets run out of two places, and he finds himself, Timothy and Silas are able to stay in Berea because it seems like it's just Paul that, that the people of Thessal- Thessalonica had it in for. So they, they remain for a little while. Paul goes to Athens, and he's waiting for Timothy and Silas to show up. And while he's there, he just can't help himself. He's got to preach the gospel. So he preaches once again. Again, it's another tough crowd. They, there, there wasn't any, um, any persecution or anything like that, but they just were pretty calloused. And there were some those who believed there, but not very many. So things haven't gone well in several stops. And then, then we see Paul come to Achaia, and more specifically, the city there, Corinth. Um, And Corinth, as we've already talked about in weeks past, was a pretty intimidating place. It was a successful city. It was a city filled with people with great pride and uh, made it kind of tough. And it seems like Paul was feeling a little inadequate for the job in front of him. Now, if you read through the first part of Acts chapter 18, you'll see he is preaching the gospel, but we get a hint that he's not preaching it with, I guess, full confidence. Not that he lacks confidence in the message, but in the fact of how it's going to be received and whether he's adequate to preach it. And so much so is he feeling this way that that Christ himself shows up in a vision to encourage Paul and Acts, you want to see that specifically, Acts 18, 9, and 10, where Christ basically says, do no, lo- no longer be afraid. You speak the truth boldly. I have many, many people in this city. Nobody is going to attack you to harm you in this city. And as a result of that, Paul put himself full force into the message. By that time, um, he was able to, the, his companions, traveling companions, had showed up, so he wasn't having to work work during the day and preach at night or vice versa, he's able to dedicate himself fully to the message. And that's exactly what he did. But Paul wraps all of this up in this passage just to show the people in Corinth. Now remember, they they were a people who were beginning to try to divide themselves underneath the names of men, whether it be Apollos or Peter or Paul himself. And he says, remember, when I came to you, I came in weakness And there's a reason for that. The reason is this, so that your faith will not be placed in any way in a person, in a man who's presenting the message, but be placed in the message. More specifically, your faith be placed in Christ. 
Verse 5 says this, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of man, but on the power of God. There's a reason why we should never allow a, a large portion of our faith to rest in human beings. It's because human beings, no matter how wonderful or how much they've influenced in a positive way, whether it be a spiritual father or perhaps even our, our earthly father, um, they mess up. They do. People, men and women, fail. The thing is, God never fails. Jesus, the only man who walked in this world that does not fail. And God is the only one worthy of our trust 100%, our faith 100%, because he will never fail. So, all right, that will wrap up our our, our, our short little journey here through the first five verses of, of chapter 2. And um, I encourage you to join us tomorrow night if you can. Again, um, that'll be Wednesday night. Class will begin um, at 7 p.m. There will be a meal at 6 o'clock if you'd like to join us a little earlier for that. And there will be other classes taking place for all ages. So again, that is September 29th at 6 and 7 p.m. Come join us. We'd love to have you.